Hi, I'm Dr. Sab Cohen-Hatton and I'm a neuroscientist specialising in human and animal learning mechanisms. I'm Jamie Penrith, I'm a specialist dealing with canine predatory behaviour and I'm also a former police dog handler. I'm Danny Wells and I'm a dog trainer that specialises in dangerous and unwanted behaviour. Every week we sit down to talk about the latest research in canine science. And more importantly how you can apply it to your own dog to get to know them even better. Welcome to the Dog Scholar. I have a dog's got a question. You always have a dog's got a question. I do. I do. You're going to like this question. Why do dogs catch our yawns? Is this a start to a joke? <laughs> it sounds like that. I don't know, Sab. Why do dogs catch our yawns? <laughs> because we're really boring. Yeah, yeah, probably. Clearly, yeah. clearly. Um, I'm interested in this. Yeah. I'm really interested in this. Like, mm. why do they? Do, have you ever tried it with your dogs? Um, I have. And it's hit and miss. Is it? It's hit and miss. Yeah. Jimmy yawns back at me. Does he? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy's good. Luther does. Red just looks at me as if I'm stupid. Mm. But she looks at everyone like they're stupid, to be honest mm. with you. She's a very judgmental dog. I, I've got to be honest, it's not everything anything I've ever until we talked about the topic I thought I wonder if they would then it, it was a bit hit and miss where's your dad always in the dining room oh, what, are you, what are you doing in there dad eh? you're in at the dog, dog. Yeah. oh okay yeah to be honest I think I think I did stress him out I think I was just in my dog's face going and he's like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> well congratulations if you've made it this far into the episode without actually yawning right well what even is a yawn let's be specific to start with shall we What's a yawn? I'm going to be dead straight. I, I, I know what it looks like, but I have no f- idea what a yawn is. <laughs> well, yawning's a reflex, yeah. actually. You know, it's a really open, wide mouth. In fact, give us a demonstration for the people at home. Go on. That was a very I can actually yawn. yawn on command. I'm actually... Huh? Have you got the watery eyes? So for people who are listening... Here we go, here we go. <laughs> Pass it on. Pass it on. I was determined yeah. to do that. Yeah. 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 Well. It's like the more you fight it, the more it just gets in your head, isn't it? I love it. Well, look, babies can yawn even in the womb. It's a. It can be a response to fatigue <laughs> or a lack of stimulation. But it's also contagious, yeah, as I... we're demonstrating here in this studio. What is going on? It's part of a human's natural empathic response. So actually okay. what you're demonstrating there is empathy. Yeah. You're showing a lot of empathy in this room, guys. Yeah. And did I you feel know, your tiredness. Did you know the closer the relationship <laughs> is us? <laughs> this is Are you sure I'm not just boring? No, it is, it is ridiculous how much that's in the, the head now. The closer the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> the closer the relationship with someone, the more likely it I'm doing the same. I swear to God, I'm doing the same again. This is going to take ages. What the fuck is going on? Go and put sorry, the kettle on. Sorry, if you're an uncle, put the kettle on. You know it's real when your eyes are watering with it. I know, I know. The closer the relationship with someone, the more likely you are to yawn contagiously. So clearly there's a lot of love in this room because we're all yawning at each other. But the same social aspects of yawning have been seen in both humans and primates, so it's not uncommon. But okay. dogs yawn. Yeah. Why do you think they yawn? Um, is because they're being sassy? Uh, no. Well, again, there's 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 many reasons. I see um I see first thing in the morning my dogs will yawn just like us. Tiredness. Yeah, tiredness. tiredness. That's a, that's one reason. Stress it can be a sign of stress when it's um 
paired with other elements mm. of body language as well, yeah. And it can be bored. So I did a video with, um, and I was <laughs> I was trying to do a breakdown. I can't remember what neuroscience I was covering now, but it was one particularly, oh, I thought it was an interesting study. Luther obviously had other ideas because he yeah. sat on the stool next to me. And every time I started talking, he did that, just like Jay did just then. He literally started yawning. And it was at the point where whenever I opened my mouth to speak, he would literally yawn. And I, I put it up as an outtake because it was one after the other. It was really funny. And I had people commenting going, that dog is stressed but no oh, it, it pains me I doubt that. he's been sat there for ages he's bored that's why he's yawning as, as, a, as, as <laughs> a, a dog trainer that prides himself on like making a difference to both people and dogs lives <clears throat> that is the one thing that absolutely pains me I doubt and fucking stands on me tits it's when people <laughs> take one aspect of body language and equate it to stress and it's like it's it's always to suit their own emotive agenda it's it's ridiculous they're not like looking at things you know as a whole so yeah that is my pet peeve when people you know take a, a, a one one would you say feature yeah. one fe one feature of a dog and equate it to stress to you know suit whatever emotive belief they have so that being my peeve is there any science that backs that up, Sab? Well, do you know, I found a really interesting study because this was interesting to me as well. And whilst there because is... Because of the trolls. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, so annoying. There is some research that says dogs can yawn in relation to social, social stress. Yeah. I was quite interested in this. And there is some research that shows that dogs yawn in relation to social stress. So yeah. there is some truth in it. And there was this study that was looking at things that dogs would find unpleasant, including some socially stressed context and so there was an experimenter that the dogs didn't know that was dressed in a way that was going to spook the dog so they kind of had a mask and a hat and a big coat and they had an odd odor yeah. i wonder what the odd odor was probably me <laughs> <laughs> i thought maybe like they kind of like squirted a load of old spice on yeah, them maybe. yeah perhaps perhaps or lynx africa who knows um other scents are available um, but what they found was that it didn't actually change the cortisol levels of the dogs at all. So it wasn't a massive stressor, but it did make the dogs a bit more restless. There was a moderate lowering of the posture um, and some oral behaviours, and to a lesser extent, yawning and an open mouth. <laughs> Look at you all chuckling at my choice of words. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it, it drives me mad when it, it, it's, it's, all, it's all about that one mm. thing. This is stress, you know, like a shake can be equated to stress, but they can also shake when they want to get water off them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? There's, yeah. a, there's a number of reasons. Or when they're twerking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did a, a purposely did a video of a dog that I was working with on that, on a shake. So you want to be the same because it is people will say, oh, they're shaking off the stress. Mm. Sh dogs shake when dogs switch between states of arousal. Yeah, yeah. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Chasing a cat, come back, shake. Yeah. Chase a cat, come back, shake. Simple as that. Yeah. It's not stressed. It's yeah. just a yeah. switching arousal. So it feels like this has been amplified because, I mean, all the research shows is that it's a very mild indicator, yeah. but it feels like it's kind of been blown up almost into folklore to say as soon as a dog yawns, immediately... It's an indicator of stress, mm. but they're not applying context to that. I mean, look, humans can yawn because they're tired or they can yawn because they're bored. So the yeah. context is really important here. I think the reason that you see that, in fact, I know the reason that you see mm. that. And the reason that you see that is because, unfortunately, within the dog training industry, there is a tendency to be able to or, or to want to find certain behaviours and magnify those behaviors. Mm. So you can say the dog yawned, therefore the dog is stressed, therefore the dog, the experience that the dog was undergoing was stressful. It isn't untrue that yawning can be an indicator of stress, of stress, but it is grossly 
exaggerated, really grossly is. untrue, yep. to say that is the reason why yep. the dog was yawning. You know, so yep. that's why. If, that's yeah. why we see this magnification. So you, I find that when dogs are are yawning through stress, they're usually showing avoiding behaviours as well. They've mm. refused to make eye contact, and they'll and they'll yawn, and it'll be a really big wide. Yeah, it is almost yeah. like a, a yeah, head shaky yeah, sort of like yawn at the yeah, end of it, yeah, isn't it? Very yeah. and tense. it's usually followed by a flash of avoidance. So when they finish, they look and then turn. Yeah. yeah, I mean, context is massively important. Um, Tilly, my Labrador, who I lost earlier this year, would, um, when, when we were driving along, ever since she was a pup, um, into her adulthood, I would exercise her on moorland. And to access moorland from all different points, you would cross a cattle grid. So the cattle grid became the stimulus that basically predicted yeah. the fact that I'm getting out to do exercise. It yeah, became yeah. a positive yeah, yeah. stimulus, if you like. To, and so whenever I went over a cattle grid, she would sit there and go, la, 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 yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and yawn like mad. Mm. You know, that wasn't... Um, indicative of stress yeah. it was probably more indicative Exciting. of eustress yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean or increased levels of arousal yeah, would yeah. be the greatest Exciting. way of way of saying it. she wasn't stressed yeah. i have that exactly the same when on tuesday nights uh, tuesday days sorry when we do um, when we do bite work any any other day when i'm just working with clients dogs and i'll go in and out my dogs are just sat there but on bite work as soon as they hear like you know um whip cracks or dogs mm. barking i walk through and a lot of them will just be chatty chattering or yeah. in a state in a state of drive yeah, like it's a, it's it's a, it's, a, it's an audible cue isn't it so if we know that dogs can yawn because they're tired and we know that dogs can yawn because it's a mild indicator of stress, um, is there any research at all that says that dogs can catch yawns from people, Sarah? Well, contagious yawning is thought to be down to a social factor. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's like sharing an emotion. That's why you catch the yawn like we've been doing in the studio today. It's like it's the emotion behind it. And in this case, we think it's empathy and that kind of spread. So if dogs can do that across species with humans, that's pretty cool, actually, if yeah. that's the thing. I did find a study that showed dogs video clips of somebody yawning. And in this study, the dog's didn't contagiously yawn, but it was a video clip, right? And although there have been some studies that show dogs do respond to cues and gestures on video, something that's supposed to elicit a more emotional response, like contagious yawning might be really difficult to do on video. But that aside, there were loads of studies that showed contagious yawning. I only found one that didn't. So these other studies put a human and a dog in the same room and got the human to do the yawning and they did find it. So the first to show it was a study from Birkbeck in London and they tried it with both an experimenter and a person that the dog didn't know. And they'd call the dog to catch their attention and then they'd either yawn and properly with the vocalisations like we've all been doing in the studio um, or they'd make random mouth movements. Now I know that sounds funny, but again, the random mouth movements are a control. So, you know, if the dog yawns when the person is yawning, and when the person is doing random mouth movements, and it might just be because they're socially stressed, right? But if they're just doing it when the yawning is happening, then you could argue it's, it's something more to do with the contagious yawning. How, what percentage of the dogs do you think? Called the yawn. Yeah. Want to have a guess? I'd say 30 How many dogs were there? 30%. Just give me a percentage. 30%. I would say... Well, it's going to be more than that, isn't it? I don't know. It's going to be more than that. I don't know. Where are my dogs? Yeah. I'm going to say... 58%. Okay. It was actually 72% wow. of dogs. Yeah. Wow. Now, what do you think the percentage is in humans that will catch a contagious yawn? 85. Mm -mm. Don't tell me it's less than dogs. 45 to 60%. I think we've just disproved yeah. that in, in like an hour's yeah. episode. Chimpanzees, go on. What do you reckon chimpanzees do? Um, 
Like each, <laughs> each I houses. meant the percentage. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, it's going to be down round about humans. 52. Nope, 33%. So dogs, dogs do more 72% than both. of dogs caught human yawns. Only 45 to 60% of humans will catch human yawns and only 33% of chimpanzees will contagiously yawn. Mm-hmm. So dogs were much higher than the rest of it, which I think is absolutely incredible. Sab, could it be that the dog just found it a bit stressful with the stranger there? Well, do you know, it was unlikely because they had the control condition where the, the human wasn't yawning. They were just mm-hmm. doing the mouth movements and the dog didn't yawn then. Well, oh, that's maybe why mine never. Yeah, Because I, I weren't really yawning. I was like, <laughs> looking at them. And then Ralph was looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it could I mean? be. Yeah, it could nothing, be. Nothing to feel empathy towards, is no. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they weren't Doesn't feel sorry for me like... looking like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's probably not stress. Did, did you try it with your dogs, Joe? Yeah, but they didn't do anything. Did they not? No, I didn't do it with all of them. Because oh. after after like two, I just thought, well, it's a waste of time, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, you've yeah, 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 yeah. got quite a lot of dogs yeah. to get through, to be honest. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. find... Yeah. I couldn't I'm gonna, find I'll, I'll, I'll put that in the academy. I couldn't, couldn't find an applied benefit, to be honest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I just can't get those percentages out of my head. It is weird. It it's is incredible. Weird. Is, it because, is, it, is it because, you know, what was the humans? Uh, 45 to So the 60%. dogs was highest, then the humans. And then the chimpanzees. And then the chimpanzees. Yeah. When you think about it, when you think about the way that dogs have evolved alongside humans, though, their success in survival has depended on how successfully they interact with people, right? So their their survival essentially is dependent on their communication with us and their ability to read us and read our read our emotions socially, the communication between us. So actually, maybe it's not beyond the realms of possibility to think that they've developed the ability to read and absorb our 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 our, our emotional mechanisms because they get social information from it. You know, it might not be that they're then feeling empathy, but it might be an indicator that they're recognising an emotion in us and that helps them to understand how to respond, possibly. Why were chimpanzees chosen along with dogs to see if they yawn when humans yawn? Because do chimpanzees yawn, I wonder, as often as dogs and humans do. It was another know. study. It right. was yeah. a completely different oh, study. Oh, it's just you just compared the results yeah. from studies. Yeah. Yeah. If you'd have done gold, was that, I'm assuming that was empathy in chimpanzees, was it? Presumably. Something, something like so. that, yeah. 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 Carp. How how, yeah, do, how yeah, well do you feel your chimp? Well, of course, the chimpanzees, they are closer to us genetically yeah. as well, which, again, for me, makes this all the more interesting. Mm. But they might be closer to us genetically, but they haven't lived alongside us in human social groups, whereas dogs have. Mm, yeah. Interesting. And we'll be just as interesting after this break. <laughs> what a day. What a day. <laughs> okay, Sab. So is it empathy then? How do we know that it's something social or not just some sort of reflex action? Well, do you know, it's a good question. And I did find a study where dogs were presented again with either their owner or a stranger. And they had to make yawning or other mouth movements as a control to see whether or not anything would trigger the contagious yawn. Now, dogs reciprocated the yawn significantly more when it was the owner rather than the stranger. Yeah. Interestingly enough. Yeah. Oh, so it's yeah. rooted in some sort of bond. Yeah, it really was. James uh, and, and again, they did it even more when it was the yawn rather than the mouth movement. So similar to the study before, it was really specifically yawn dependent. But there definitely was some kind of emotional bond 
impact there because the closer the relationship we know, the more likely you are to do a contagious yawn, right? Like people, it was exactly the same here. Now they took, um, they measured the heart rate in this study as well. And they found that there was no change to the heart rate at all. So certainly in this case, we can completely discount stress in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Have it. What you gonna say now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So definitely some kind of emotional Leave my socials on. alone. Yeah. There was another study actually that found just the mere sound of a human yawn could trigger a dog oh, what yawn. what a day. Oh, what a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it could trigger a dog yawning. Uh, and it found, again, similar to this in terms of familiarity, the dogs would yawn more at familiar yawns. There is such a thing as a familiar yawn, apparently, than unfamiliar we'll be, yawns. We'll be on, we'll be on FaceTime a bit. Sha, put Raph on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't work on video. I'll We've established that. that. Study one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah study one. <laughs> study one. Well, but well, Jamie, Jamie's in deep thought. There, one. I'm, just think, I'm just thinking, is it, you know, empathy? Or is it, if they, if they yawn more with their owners and if we were saying earlier on like um dogs giving body shaking isn't necessarily a sign of stress but it's just a switch in state of arousal then when the dog is presented with the owner who perhaps looks as though they're going to say something towards the dog how do we know that it isn't just a switch in arousal within the dog that yeah. manifests in a yeah. yawn rather than empathy well they didn't have it with the other mouth movements what other mouth movements? Could only be a lick, really, couldn't it? There's no other mouth movements. All the owners, they both did it. Oh, right, okay. Because there's only one other mouth movements, isn't there? There's only a lick that they're capable of. How would you do your mouth movement if you were to do one? For which? Well, if if I said to you, do random mouth movements, go on. Well, you could, you've got your, your your jaws on like a hinge, isn't it? Where a dog's just it's just not a hinge, like a, a ball. All right, give me one of your most random mouth movements then. Dog probably couldn't do that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can only really yawn or lick that's the same as us. Is that what you'd do? So do you so think also do a mouth you? movement. Is that what you'd do? Well, no, I'm thinking of a mouth movement that a dog can't do. <laughs> oh. What would you do? I don't know. Probably just complain about the fact <laughs> that they'd ask me to. Yeah, 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 yeah that's fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. Nothing is we've got, the only two, the only mouth <laughs> movements that, that you can have the same is a yawn or a lick. So we need to get, unfortunately, she's been gone along, but Nana Bread in to do some licking. <laughs> And see if they copy, innit? Because that's the only thing they can really do. They, they don't have the same jaw no, as us, yeah. really. But do you know what? Maybe that would have been a better control movement then. Yeah, yeah. Because they would be capable of copying that. Yeah, yeah. And, and if it was truly empathy, surely they would just reciprocate. I mean, Nana Brid was freaking yeah. adamant. She was adamant. I thought Shelley was just licking, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I specifically remember, like, looking in the sequence. My mum was there. Nana Brid's there. Shelley's on the couch. And I, I remember just going... And just keep doing the same look, like, think me now, this is the fucking plot. So the bit that I keep coming back to on this is the, the familiarity thing. So the fact that they were doing yeah. it more with their owner than a stranger. So for me, that yeah. shows that it could be... Well, would some... they be more likely to be in tune with their owner anyway? Well, like, the... Or, or pay more, be more attentive to what their owner's doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the one piece that I keep circling back to is it could be that it's been previously reinforced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If the yeah, owner if the owner yawns and then the dog yawns oh, and you go, oh, look at that. Yeah. Well, I certainly did that with Jimmy. I was like, ah, look, look what he's done, look what he's done. 
Yeah. Um, there is something about that, isn't there? So, you know, you could get really excited about the fact that, you, that you, the dog has yawned. I mean, even if they've not yawned You've got to have you. a very boring life to be sure, really excited yeah. well, by that. Yeah. Sorry to anybody who does get excited by a dog yawning. Didn't you do something, with, I mean, talking about empathy, didn't you do something with Sherlock? I saw a video once where you pretended to collapse um, to see what Sherlock's That's response was. empathy, though, is it? It's not empathy. So what I did was I was standing in the kitchen and I... And I, I mean, Sherlock did run and get the first aid kit. <laughs> <right? laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he yawned. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> standing in the kitchen and I, you know, I feigned a collapse onto the floor and he just basically scooted over and lay down beside me and immediately started nuzzling in towards my face and things like this. But it's probably just because it's the first time that I'd shown him any sort of proximity to be able to gain any attention from me, really. <laughs> <laughs> I usually keep it in a box outside. <laughs> obviously, obviously I'm joking. Don't yeah. keep your dog in a box outside. It's not very nice. And do show them that attention because that is yeah. empathy in it. And it is nice. Oh, and, you yeah. know. But are, you do get empathy responses in dogs. They, they, there is research that shows that they recognise when you're upset and they respond in a way yeah. that kind of is for them comfort seeking. Yeah. You know, we've, we've looked we at We went through chemo signals and stuff yeah, didn't we in the last one. Yeah, yeah, we've looked at that previously. In one of the previous ones, yeah. Yeah, so there is, there is some evidence that suggests it could be a rudimentary form of empathy. Yeah. But I keep circling back to it could also have been previously reinforced. It could be. And what I haven't seen is any research that's taken uh, that's taken dogs that haven't had that experience previously and done a similar thing. So it'd be really interesting to see dogs that have never been, um, that, that have always been kennels, that have never lived alongside humans, like um, dogs that are engaged in like, in I don't know, working dogs or dogs that are engaged in nutrition trials, things like that, that are kept separate from humans that don't live in a mm. house, for example. So they don't have that same proximity. Yeah, yeah. It'd be really interesting to repeat the experiment with them. But then again, if they don't have that closeness in mm. relationship, then they might be less likely to do it anyway. So it might not even trigger the empathy. So you might get a false negative. I, I agree with you. And I think if you've got two possible solutions mm. or explanations rather, and the most most probable explanation is the one that can be explained with, you know, um, most likely to have occurred, such mm. as people reinforcing that yawning behaviour, either by surprise or by mm. pleasure or whatever mm. it happens to be, has got to be the strongest um, probability in terms of why it's happening, rather than really as saying, oh, it, it, means it means they've got empathy. It means they can, you know, they can relate to it. I'm not mm. saying that they haven't. Well, I am, but nah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that I haven't, but I'm just saying that surely the most probable answer is the answer that we ought to stack our chips on until we have more evidence to say otherwise. I used I mean, to I fucking hate yawning. I used, to, I used to hate yawning. Well, I remember, like I remember as a kid, and yet, you know, as a kid with ADHD, I never wanted to go to bed and every fucking day, it'd get me maybe seven o'clock at night, I'd yawn and my dad would be like, oh, he's tired, he's getting tired. I used to go mad because it's always like your, your cue for your parents to go, oh, you're tired, come on, it's your bedtime now. I used to fuck, I, I remember I used to sit there like pulling these faces, trying not to yawn and I need to be on it, my dad. Maybe that's oh, why I'm yawning, oh, it's time for bed. Like, maybe that's why you hate this episode so much. Yeah, maybe, maybe. it's, it's like childhood things. trauma yeah. for bedtime. You know, you've just awoken a memory in me. I used to do exactly the yeah. same thing, yeah. yeah. Avoid yawning because you'd be yeah. like, oh, it's bedtime. Yeah. It would yeah. be. I, I do it to Harper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd forgotten I, all about that. Yeah. I was feral, so I never used to get sent anywhere. I was literally feral. Even if I was, it wouldn't have mattered. I wouldn't have done it. 
Yeah. Wouldn't you wouldn't you have got sent to bed if you were I was there? feral. I was literally feral. Oh, I would have gone to bed willingly or gone to bed with a foot up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't that kind of structured household that I was dragged up in. I mean raised in. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> enough, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, I keep circling back to this as well, because on the one hand, then I think, yeah, it could be reinforced. And that's the behaviourist in me. It's kind of like really pure. Yeah. But also I do think that there's something about, given the way that dogs have evolved with us and given that their success has relied so heavily on being able to interpret our emotions because it informs how we're going to respond, which informs how they react to survive. I do think that there's another mechanism at play out there. And it might not be empathy in the sense that they're then feeling how we're feeling and it's all kind of lovely. We're sharing that kind of emotional contagion. But I do think that there's a mechanism in play there that enables them to recognise our emotions and respond accordingly. But it's just not the one that we feel is the same. Yeah, I just, do you not just think, you know, if evolution was going to select some behaviour to go on and benefit the animal, of everything you could select, would you think, oh, yawn when they do? Maybe it's is redundant it? like the appendix. Yes, maybe it is. <laughs> maybe it used maybe to it perform is, yeah. a much more important yeah. function. Anyway, talking about performing <laughs> important functions, what can we do practically? Give us some practical tips about yawning. Beha- take behaviours in context. Mm. You know, don't be that person that jumps all over social media and quick to jump, jump to assumptions that dogs are stressed. You know, do- like I've said in, in, in previous episodes and we've, we've concurred that Dogs are very, very resilient and they're not the fragile little beings that you might think they are. No, I totally agree. I mean, having said that, it can be a mild stress response. Yeah, of course. But mild stress, as we've spoken about before, is a part of life. It is. And there's a point about how we teach our dogs to adapt and And to be resilient. every one of us, every day, will feel stressed about our environment Mm. or what's going on in the environment. Some of us more than others. Many, many times, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Many, many times. It's a normal everyday part of life, as Jamie Uh, was saying before. Every decision that we make, you know, when you step out that front door and you decide whether you're going to walk down the pavement, whether you're going to cross the street, when you're going to turn left or right in your vehicle, everything... All of those actions are governed by the environment that creates minor stresses upon you that causes you to yeah. change your behaviour according yeah. to it. It's not a bad thing to yeah. have mild stresses. Mm. But what I do think is beneficial for people to, you know, to take note of and, 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 and what I won't disagree with is if dogs are capable of picking up on and reading our emotions, then if you are feeling particularly stressed, if you yeah. are feeling particularly pressured, you know, time pressures, anything like that, or you've just had bad experiences, that really isn't the time to go and do some work or some train, training with your dog. By all means, take your dog out and give your dog a walk and blow the cobwebs off yourself and them. But it isn't the right sort of, um, you know, sort of mix really to yeah. create a good outcome in terms of trying to teach and learn new things. Absolutely not. Yeah, here, here. What about some questions? What about some questions? Do you want some? Oh, please, question me. Okay, I've got a question for you then. Excellent. Can dogs love each other? Are dogs labelled as bonded pairs an example of love or is it simply codependency? That's a nice question. Well, there is some research that shows that when dogs gaze at their owners, then they have uh, increased oxytocin, Mm -hmm. which is... um, a neurotrans or a neuropeptide rather that's been linked with things like love and social bonding and trust. Um, so there is some indication that dogs can be capable of something like certainly bonding, potentially a rudimentary form of love. So it's a good question. It's a good question. It's like how do how does a dog feel about another? Dog? I don't think we're ever going to know. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're never going to know. But you know, uh, even before like talking about the neuroscience, the oxytocin things, I'd say. Yeah, but not in the way that you think in their own little doggy way. 
Yeah. I, I would say what's wrong with saying they're a bonded pair. Yeah. What's wrong? Why, wrong. Why, why do, if you want to say, if you want to say they yeah. love each other, if I, fine, it, they love each you other. You know, my, my two Malinois, Wade and Logan, they've grew up. Wade was, um, Logan was eight weeks old when Wade was six weeks old. So they've been together all, all that time. If I let all my dogs out, then two will stay together and they yeah. will run around because they have the same sort of interest in, they play the exact same way. One of them will be, get pinned. They socially other. match. Yeah, they yeah. match. The others don't play in the same way. Wade will like hit the others and have a play, but he will not like wrestle them rough and tumble with Logan, but with the others like he does with Logan. And that is just habitual behaviour that's happened from as far as the dog can probably remember. So I would say that is a bonded pair. Yeah, but it's like that with mates, isn't it? You yeah. might have a group of mates, there might be one or two that you particularly gravitate to. And if you're all in a room together, those might be the ones that you'd be the first person to go yeah. over to and chat. It doesn't necessarily mean you're in love. Yeah, no, I don't. So, I, I also, I wouldn't really say that it's codependency. Yeah. I mean, what are they dependent they're not on? Dependent on, on anything? What, what are you, what, you don't go out and work for me, do you? Or cook me dinner no. or anything like that? You I know, the, the, there's. I'd say it's co-interest. They yeah, do the well, same well, thing. It's, it's, it's a bonded it's habitual pair, behavior. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, if, you, if we're talking about male and female dogs, which I'm, I'm assuming that we are, if we're talking about male and female dogs, then you know, nature has said that they get together to reproduce and go on and produce other members of the species, you know, which would be a bonded pair. It's not, I suppose it's a codependency to some degree because one's dependent on the other yeah. for that to happen. But, you know, it's really, I, d I don't, yeah, they can love it. They love each other to pieces. You know, yeah. it's harmless for you to say they love each other to pieces. Yeah. But um, yeah, bonded pair. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. there is there is there are examples in the animal kingdom of of animals pairing for life. Yeah, yeah. Aren't they? But again, again, Lobsters. does that mean? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Do they do they bond for life? Apparently well, so. Well, it's a good well, job do. I don't Apparently eat so. lobsters, lobsters doesn't doesn't it? Apparently so. I don't eat anything that doesn't have a backbone, and they're somewhat lacking in that department. Oh, I've seen some brave lobsters. Have you? Mm. They're quite pinchy. Do you know they come in here giving it all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I um. When, when we were on holiday earlier on in the year, I went, and, and again, because I'm thrilling company. You are um, thrilling yeah, company. And, and, I, and I saw some swallow nests that were um, in the in the eaves of the, the rafters of the like, shop. And I, I whipped the camera out and videoed the chicks in the swallow nest. And I was just, it was really, really interesting to see that as the swallow, I found it interesting that as the swallow goes by, or a swallow, an adult yeah. swallow goes by, that the chicks, like almost like a Disney cartoon, all yeah, simultaneously open their mouth at the same time and said so how that's reflexive and it's really, really, you know, it's really interesting. Um, and then the bird comes in and it feeds them and blah, blah, blah. And then they go up and they fly off. And what's, what's really, I find it difficult, even as somebody who can be quite sort of like reductionist and quite pragmatic and quite, you know, I find it quite difficult to accept that there isn't something beyond maintenance of the species yeah. going on yeah. inside the heads of those animals, whatever the animal is, you know, yeah. um, I, I believe that there is more than that, whether it's love or not. I don't yeah. know. I, we yeah, can't even agree on what that is yeah. amongst ourselves, I, can we? I'll be honest. I think that there is a very rudimentary form of love that dogs are experiencing, certainly yeah. with their, with humans, with their, their favorite humans, their owners or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Not all humans and not necessarily yeah. all humans that they live in a household with, because it depends on the quality of the relationship. Yeah. And it, so for me, it is feasible that they could be experiencing similar with another dog. And you look at the way that dogs respond if a uh, one dog in the household dies, so, and they have exhibited behaviours that are akin to grief. Now, it might be just the loss of, of another significant member in that household. It could be a, a shake-up of routine. There's lots of things that it could be. But there's lots of things that, if you put it together, will paint a picture that shows it could be some... Rudimentary. We covered that though, didn't we? About you know the, a change of environment mm. as a big as a big effect on on dogs. Um, I don't think there's any harm in 
thinking like that as long as if something has gone wrong, you're not deriving your whole process of fixing what's gone wrong around a false understanding of what's happening. Fair yeah. enough. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Fair enough. I yeah. agree. Okay, second question then. Can dogs have an arch nemesis? My dog, the name's there, but I'm going to keep it anon- anonymous. My dog got in a scrap with an off-leash dog a long time ago. When we pass by that dog now, my dog goes nuts. My dog's been in training for reactive behaviour, and though he isn't perfect, he's great 95% of the time. He just cannot handle seeing that particular dog, even if it's on the other side of the road. The owner of this dog doesn't believe in leashes, unless he's right by a road, so it's run up at us a few times, but I've seen it off ever since. Well, that's Can a, dogs have an arch nemesis? That's it, a really annoying other owner yeah, to not it, believe It really in. is, and it's, a, it's, an, it's an owner that is in no way, shape or form complying with the law, so... Oh. Let's get that out there. Yeah. Um, arch nemesis, I think, would be the the, the wrong terminology. Dogs can unless be, you're in a Marvel movie. Com- yeah, yeah. Dogs can be subject to a singular learning event, can't they? As we know, you know, things can happen that can change the how they perceive things in the future. The fact that the behaviour is is happening is still down to the owner. We still control the outcomes. So again, if your dog is finding any sort of gratification in behaving that way, then it will continue to do so. So it's on you to ensure that the dog doesn't have a positive learning outcome from behaving like that, but has a positive outcome for not behaving like that. Yeah, Jamie. Yeah, I think it's it's. It's also very, very easy from the human perspective to see that dog and to even if you just wrap an extra hand's worth of leash around your hand or something like that that sends a signal. I'm not saying that the dog can pick up on your emotional state, that the dog can read your stress and so become stressed as a result of it. But there are certain cues that Non-verbal cues. Yeah, yeah. And we know we've talked as well about scents that can be driven uh, given off and things like that, haven't we? But yeah, non-verbal things that you may not even be aware of that can trigger that behavioural response in your dog that in turn causes you to think they do have an arch nemesis. It is this dog. I mean, I, I had from a couple of my my dogs um, several years ago, uh, two females um, had a fight. I wasn't there and they had a fight. Two, and, two uh, female dogs is the worst dog yeah, fight you've ever yeah. However, they then went on to live together for the next four years without incident. Yeah. Without incident, they slept in the same room, they walked through the same house, they ate in the same house, everything. There wasn't even a a massive submissiveness from the one that had been attacked towards the one that Mm. had done the attacking. So there is the the individual aspect of it as well in just in in terms of the actual, you know, the makeup of the dog and how resilient is the dog to withstand Mm. an incident like that and not see it as being, you know, uh, something that I really need to be on my guard against. But Mm. then I guess my own behaviour and the behaviour of the other people who are inside of our house saw it as that, as just yeah. a sort of like, move on. The dogs will yeah. move on, move on from it. Obviously, keep an eye on it, make sure nothing happens again, but don't fret, if you like. Um, so both things, it could be the behaviour of yourself, it could be the behaviour of myself, um, it could be the individual nature yeah. of your dog, the individual nature of my dog. Arch nemesis, yeah. I don't no. necessarily agree what, with. What, what I would also say is, going off what Jamie's just said, if I was yourself, when next time I walk the dog in that environment, I would take someone with me walking across the road and video the whole interaction. And I'll bet me life that you'll see something along the lines of what Jamie's just described. You will do some sort of non-verbal cue that triggers that dog into, into that behavior. Another thing I want to touch on with um, what Jamie was saying about is uh, two dogs fighting. Um, sometimes it's, it's, it's a, when you, when you're dealing with dog on dog aggression, it can be very, 
difficult because the, 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 our primary focus is to minimize injury, minimize the, the serious fallout of the dog fight. But sometimes in doing so, you don't allow the fight to go to what I'd say is completion. And that can be, you can leave the dog in a state where they want to go back at each other for a period of time. A lot of the time, if it's happened to the point where one's demolished one, it's done, it's dusted and you can move on. I'm not suggesting you allow that to happen because obviously your priority is to minimize injury and obviously imminent, imminent, imminent death. Um, but sometimes, when your dogs are completely like at each other all the time, it can be because we're dead soon to intervene and the job hasn't been done. There hasn't been no settled score, so, so to it, speak. The dog psychologically then hasn't had the resolution. Yeah, so there's no resolution. There's still fight. a fight for whether it be social status, resource, or whatever is the trigger at the time. If if two dogs go at it and and they come to their own conclusion, I find that there's a a lot of time in between there where we'll we'll do it a lot of the time. Yeah. But again. It's a fine line to walk because yeah. I'm not suggesting in any way, shape or form that you leave your dogs to battle it out because mm. that's how you end up with a dead dog. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's ev- everything really subjective. Good questions. Really yeah. good questions. I feel like there's something missing though. Icks. I haven't been icked in a while. Icks. Ick me. You want some dog icks? Who wants some dog icks? Me, please. Ick me. Okay. We've got Karen from Bully Hole Bottom. That sounds like a sexual offence, doesn't it? What is that? But where's Bully Hole Bottom? It, it, was, it, was, it wasn't me that did it. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it was the Halloween you're on, you're made believe monster. Bully Hole Bottom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. What's, what's it called? Chumbawamba or something? Yeah. What was that? Oh, yeah, I get knocked yeah. down. Oh, no, the Chumbawamba. No, I thought yeah. you meant the band. Yeah. Chumbawamba. Yeah. yeah, well, we've got Karen from mm. Bully Hole Bottom in Monmouthshire. Mom- is that what you say that? Yeah, Monmouthshire. Yeah, Monmouthshire. Okay. Karen's ick is we take him here to the park to play with their friends. Do you know what? So what? Yeah. So what? Yeah. I mean, uh, this is from somebody who would be like inside thinking, oh, come on. So what? Yeah. If it is their if friends. that's what you do, that's if what they you do. do. Yeah, if they do like to go yeah. and run around with other dogs and the other just, dogs like to run around with them and that's that. Yeah. Great. Fine. Zoomies. Fine. Yeah, just do it. But again, understand that dogs are reactive and they're not bound by any social constructs or the law. They might have the best of time running around the park for four or five years and then one day absolutely demolish each other over something, nothing. So know the risks. Also... Don't surmise that just because they do it with that dog, then they can do it with every single dog in that park because there is people whose dogs just do not want to be, you know, um, have their space invaded and people who are really struggling with behavioural problems. Um, I can see where that, that, that would annoy you because usually that kind of behaviour is linked with people who don't really have much common courtesy towards other dog people. They leave their dogs to run over and things like that. But as long as you're, you're showing courtesy to other dog other, other dog owners, you have control of your dog in a public place, i.e. you can recall them back and they're not being a nuisance to other members of the public and their dogs. Knock yourself out, carry on. Could you imagine if it was like a, a group of little toy poodles and they were all going down the park together with their, yeah, yeah. With their, their cappuccinos, <laughs> their little cappuccinos to go yeah. and play with their friends? Yeah. <laughs> Vaping. Vaping. <laughs> it would be a Newport, trust yeah, yeah. me. Trust yeah, yeah, yeah. me. <laughs> I, I, don't, no, so I don't think there's anything, but I agree with what you're saying. You yeah. know, and I, I can see why somebody would say that it's something that bothers them on a sort of like, oh God, it's not a dog, it's a, you know, it's not a person, mm. it's a dog sort of thing. But, you know, if, if it gets the dog, at least the dog's going down the park. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's plenty oh, of dogs true. that don't. At yeah, least yeah, going yeah, down yeah. the park. Just be careful with them swings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although I take exception if they're taking them in a handbag. Just why? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, next we've got Yasmin from Laycock, Wiltshire. Wiltshire. And Yasmin says, oh God, this this would really, really do my head in. When, when people try their hardest to quietly get your dog's attention while you're training them. 
Oh, that yeah. is just rude. It is very it's rude. It's never happened to me with my personal dogs, but that has happened to me when I've had dogs in for training and I'm really working with difficult dogs. And they come over, oh, isn't he lovely? And I will politely go, yeah, this dog's in training. He doesn't really appreciate that sort of interaction. Oh, okay. So the only, all we were doing, we'd done all the other stuff. The dog weren't reactive. We were working threshold. And all I wanted to do was look at that, look at me. That's all I wanted. And in my peripherals, I could just see this. And for those who are listening, it's like, a, like you've got money with your fingers when you rub your fingers together and they're going... And I literally just went, fuck off. <laughs> and then they look at me. I'm sorry, that, that's exactly what I said. They, they, they looked at me like it was me with the problem. And I'm like, I politely, I'm sorry, I'm spitting. <laughs> I politely told you that this dog ain't about that life. Can you leave the dog alone? And you still chose to ignore me to get your fix. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? I had a really annoying incident over the green. Um, not that long ago, actually. I was doing sends with Luther. I was practicing sending him away to retrieve an article to get a toy to bring it back. And he's kind of like sat down next to me quietly. I leave him sitting down. I walk off and I put this, uh, I put, I use a ball. I put the ball down and I walk back to him and then I'll send him quite a long distance to go and get it. Um, and I was doing this for a while and this person came over with their little dog off leash and said, um, it was a, it was a, um, it was a Frenchie. And so can my dog come and say hello and I was like well I'm training so no not really and they were like oh okay uh can I let my dog go and play with your ball I was like what clearly not you can see I'm doing something and I just should have said oh can I go and play with your husband <laughs> yeah. The scene, oh, 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 oh. yeah yeah piss off <laughs> <laughs> no but it was it was a moment for me where I was like did that actually just happen mm. but I suppose like you're we're there and we're doing something that we really want to do with our dogs and we're really into our dogs and we do something we take it seriously but I, I don't know I guess for some people it's just it's fun they want to go out and it's a social interaction but then there is something about just respecting what you see out there and there's just a bit of social convention isn't it it's like opening your sandwiches on a bus and someone just reaches over and yeah. taking your sandwich it's like why would you do that yeah. or even just sitting next that? to you when the bus is a bit empty yeah. that's a bit weird as well isn't it yeah great questions great icks we love them if you'd like to get in touch with us you can do on social media at dog scholar podcast or you can email podcast at the dog well that's all we've got time for this week i'm afraid but we hope you've enjoyed the show please do share it with a friend and if they don't like it maybe their dogs will what's your final thought on this one <laughs> so final thoughts whilst yawning can be a sign of mild stress body language must be re- read collectively as a whole a single yawn does not equate to a stress dog see you next week 